0: Coming up on the talk show, an interview with a good friend of mine, Shlomo Levenger. As I promised at the end of last week, here is the episode. It's Monday now. We recorded this on a Wednesday night last week. It was a really fun time just hanging out with a good friend, talking magic. His experience with Mike Trout, it's honestly crazy. And you just hear him telling the story kind of nonchalantly in this interview. If you go watch the video and the video, the link to it is in the description. Go watch it. You'll see how crazy this is. Um, he kind of plays it off like it's cool. I obviously have seen this before and have heard about it, so I'm not, you know, giving him a crazy reaction even on this interview. But the whole thing is so nuts. Um, and his whole story, how he got to where he is, how he got into magic, um, is kind of cool. So definitely uh, enjoy. It's an hour of just us talking, good friends. He did a magic trick at the end, so lots of cool stuff uh, and all that and more is coming up next on the talk show. Joining me now on the talk show, a long overdue guest, a roommate of mine, someone who's wanted to be on for a while and I've wanted to have on for a while. Shlomo Levenger, thank you so much for doing this. Welcome to the show, buddy.
1: What is up? What's going on? The podcast. Uh, This is, this is, uh, it's a pleasure to be here.
0: Yeah. Um, th- thanks for doing this. And you've always asked me to come on. And I was like, well, you don't really do sports. And then you went out and just did the coolest sports related thing that uh, anyone I know has done. So I was like, all right, well, now you could come on. Yeah, obviously. Um, By the way, just
1: off the bat, off the bat, I just said the podcast is the talk show. I don't know why I said the podcast. But the thing good. is, though, the thing is, though, that the talk show is a, in my mind, is such a generic name that like, see, people make that mistake. So uh, I think hey. we should, uh, maybe not on this show, but in the future like let's
0: let's brainstorm a little bit hey if you want (laughs) naming rights those are rights that you could pay for
1: that's true that's true all right
0: uh maybe i'll
1: sponsor the name
0: yeah we'll see um so anyway i want to get into you basically background you're a magician in the orthodox community most mostly and then kind of blew up in everywhere. Um, so I want to start with your background, how it all began, how you became a magician, how you got into it, how you became a magician. What, the, what was that?
1: So uh, there's no like exciting, crazy story with this. It's actually just pretty, pretty boring. Uh, when I was 14 years old, uh, I was in ninth grade in high school as a freshman. And uh, I decided that I needed a hobby. I was like, I like sports. Uh, I'm always, I've always been a big sports guy. Like I've always played sport, watched sports, watch um, sports. My teams aren't that good, but still big sports fan. Uh, and I was just like, I don't know. I always like just doing stuff with my hands, playing with stuff, a little ADD, you know, just kind of just needed always something to kind of be messing with. Uh, and I don't know. I was watching YouTube one day, saw a couple, couple of card tricks. I was like, that looks, that looks fun. Uh, and I'm like, let me try that. And I was, I was, I'm a people person. So I like interacting with people and just, talking all the time i talk a lot you'll see on this podcast i talk a lot all right so just prepare yourself guys Uh, it gives my voice a break thank you um, no problem and i decided i'm like all right let me try a couple card tricks, and then i kind of got hooked from there Uh, a lot of people go through like a magic phase i would say this uh it started and never stopped so
0: here i am how did it transition from a hobby to a career so, yeah,
1: I mean, I think just off the bat, like when I was maybe 17, 18 years old, I realized that, hey, like, you know, entertainment industry is a real thing. And it, at the time, I, I didn't have any, I didn't know anything. I wasn't even thinking entertainment industry. I was just thinking, how can I make some money uh, performing for people? And uh, started off with some just basic, some like holiday parties, the Hanukkah party. Uh, just some close family and friends, nothing too crazy. Uh, and I was making a little bit of money doing that uh, off the bat. So like when I was a high, when I was in high school, I was just like good, you know, good side cash. Uh, and then eventually as it went on uh, through word of mouth, social media marketing, just all that uh, posting content out there, um, you know, my name started to spread around. Especially the Orthodox Jewish community, uh, which is a really tight knit community and a really if you're trying to get into it it's a really tight community to get into because everyone knows each other everyone recommends each other and it's just that type of uh, camaraderie so. Uh, really started to blow up there a little bit uh, still nothing too crazy, but just you know consistently getting bookings, which is, which is you know what what entertainers want uh, and then. Uh, yeah, over the past, I've been doing this now for about 11 years and I've been performing for about six or seven years in the last year or two, it's really taken off more than ever. So, uh, I'm doing a lot of corporate stuff now. I'm doing a lot of, you know, real events, higher end events. Uh, I'm kind of trying to stay away from like the kid stuff, even which in the beginning you have to take, because it's just, you gotta just get your name out. You gotta just get the ball rolling. Uh, but, um, yeah, now I can kind of be a little bit picky into what I take and what type of gigs I take. And, uh, really only just doing more high end stuff and just really nice events and uh, just blowing people's minds. That's the main thing.
0: So like you said um, earlier that you're a talker, you like to perform that I think is what separates when it comes to magicians. Like you said, it's a hobby at the beginning. You're just messing with your hands. It's something sleight of hand. Obviously you have to practice that, but I think what separates you from other people is the performance aspect of it. You are a performer. So tell me about that part, how you, how you got going, how you got good at that part.
1: Yeah. So I think
0: if anything, actually, when you say part that part versus
1: the magic part, the performing part is the most important part. I think the magic 100%, is, 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 yeah. is a cool, is a cool uh, um, avenue to use to get to, you know, to get to be able to perform for an audience. But really the entertainment part is the main factor. Uh, I, there's a, there's a really uh, highly regarded magician uh, his name is Bill Malone. I wouldn't have expected you to hear of him, but some people may have heard of him. Uh, he's one of the greats. Yeah, he's, a huge he's, magic he's following full... on this
0: podcast, by the way.
1: Oh, amazing. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure there's many there's many magic fans on here because they exist. Uh, <laughs> and um, no, there's this guy, his name is Bill Malone. And he says, and this kind of resonated with me, with me always, uh, his big thing is just fun. Like as long as you could provide fun, that's the main thing. So uh, I think that just being able to be an entertainer and just connect with people and uh, just be able to entertain um, and, and do strong magic at the same time, uh, the combination is killer and it's just what makes magic uh, so awesome.
0: Yeah. And something that it's so natural to you, you're not really performing. That's your personality. Obviously you're performing, but you are someone who likes to have fun with other people and entertain as a roommate. Like that's what we, you know, that's the connection (laughs) we had. And that's something that I think really, you know, propelled you. But at what point did you realize that, Hey, this could really happen. I could really make it, you know, make it in this industry.
1: Yeah. So I don't think there's really one moment. I think it's just, uh, it's just at some point there's just like, you realize you're like, hey, I'm really doing this. Like uh, you see other magicians that are out there and you say, these guys are not working half the amount of time that I'm working. Like I'm doing, you know, I'm working three, four nights a week. These guys are barely scratching weekends. Like, and these guys are supposed to be the best in the business. And yet they're, you know, you're really, you're really, you're really working way more than they are. And you realize I that I realized that I was like, hey, you know what? Part of that is obviously the community that I'm in. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I'm not only, strictly there. I'm doing all different types of events for everybody. Uh and I think the real main thing with that uh is when you start getting the attention of athletes and celebrities, and which is part of the reason why I want to come on the podcast. And I believe part of the reason why you even wanted me to have me now uh, is because I'm going to tell a crazy story in a minute and uh about about sports and magic and combining magic and sports. Uh, which are two of my favorite things in the world. So I'm happy I was able to do that. And when you start getting these athletes and celebrities' attention, that's when you realize you're like, okay, this is legit. Like, you know, this is good. This is real. So, um, yeah.
0: Yeah, and we'll, we'll get to that in a minute because obviously that's that's why you're here. And you keep bringing up the, the community and I think that's such a huge part of it because, and I do want to talk about that later. So also side, sidebar that. Um, and we will talk about that. Something else that you said-
1: I'm just going to interrupt you for a second just quick it. note um the community is very important you also have to be good just putting oh, that 100%. out there meaning yep if if you can't just there's no there's no like uh there's no like quick you know it's not it's not just you have a community and automatically it works out uh you got to kind of have both and there's a lot of other factors there too which i'll explain later which are actually pretty important as well so we'll get to that later but yeah go ahead
0: Yeah. And and so that's something that I would definitely talk about because you talked about how you have to have both and the hustle. I heard you talking about on on another podcast, you kind of mentioned how you didn't have a license and you were hustling from jobs. You were getting rides to jobs. The hustle, the hard work, that work ethic is something that no matter what industry you're in, if you're like me trying to make it in media or like you as a a performer or even someone, I I think about my wife who I don't shout out often on the podcast because she doesn't listen. Um, but she's doing, you know, she's a makeup artist and I've seen the tremendous growth she's had over the last year. It's just about hustling and constantly pushing yourself out there. You know, talk about that and how people could really, anyone in any industry could really learn from you on how you hustled and and some of the stories, some of the crazy stories you have early on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that, um, at the time also like, you know, I, for me, I guess it's just, it kind of, it's ingrained in me. Like I never realized what type of craziness I was doing until later when you're like you look back and you're like I was crazy like that that didn't make any sense but yeah I still did it like I I was telling the story uh where like I was doing I had a show booked in the summer for for like a day camp like in uh upstate New York and I was I I hitchhiked like probably close to 10 miles just to get to this part like this this kid's party or like whatever it was and it's just like those are the types of things that you got to be able to do. Like, I'm sure I have other examples in my head of, I took a train once from Queens. I live in Queens, New York. I took a train from Queens, New York, like a Long Island railroad train to Passaic, New Jersey, uh, just to do like, like, I don't know. Yeah. Like a small party. But for me at the time, I was like, Whoa, okay. I'm, someone's paying me $250 to do this uh, to do this party for them in New Jersey, of course, I'll do it, you know, and just I'll get there. However, I get there, I'll figure it out. So um, just, you know, those types of things. Um, and I think part of the hustle also is just social media, like I feel like I always, I always gravitated towards social media, like Instagram, especially I started, I've been on Instagram for probably close to 12 years. I don't have nearly enough followers that I should. I should probably have more followers, but I will plug you and I'm
0: sure you'll you'll blow up immediately because this podcast is huge.
1: I'm just saying, (laughs) I'm just saying if you guys want a good follow at Shlomo Levenger, that's that's where you should follow. But uh, I've been on Instagram for a while and I've always been pushing that. I've always been posting stories, tricks, magic, events, just different stuff. Always just going crazy. Obviously, it's gotten better over the years because I have more experience in social media. So um, but just general i think like early on i was just posting a lot and just people were seeing the videos and people were seeing all the stuff and i started a youtube channel and i was posting stuff i don't even remember where anymore like i'm trying to think like i was just every new media app that came out i was just trying to get on and vine and i don't even think i don't know if i posted on Vine, but i had a, probably a couple of videos on there like all these old apps and now tiktok like you know you know what i'm 20 i'm almost i'm 24 i'm almost 25 Uh, Should I be on TikTok? Probably not. It's probably for people 10 years younger than me. But you know what? I'm going to be posting on there and I'm going to consistently be doing it because that's how you uh, market and that's how you get your name out there. So, uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, And if someone would have told you when you were hitchhiking and getting those rides and uh, taking the train that, hey, this will kind of directly lead you to meeting some of the best baseball players in the world, which is what we'll get to next, you obviously would have done it a thousand times over. And, but the, the fact that you didn't have that, you know, foresight that you couldn't see that and you still were hustling like that to get to a place that's really unknown. You didn't know where the path was taking you is just really just admirable. Um, so let's get to the yeah, next part.
1: There, there, there. And I'll just, I want to add one more thing yeah, to that. There, there's, there's, there's small victories though, along the way, like, you know, along the way, you always think like, oh, that's crazy. And then it just gets crazier and crazier. Like I'll give you an example. Like, uh, I remember I did magic. Maybe this has to be maybe four or five years ago, maybe even six years ago, uh, for Michael Strahan. Uh, it's not filmed anywhere. You can't see a video of it. Uh, but I was in a, um, I was in the audience of one of these shows, one of these hundred thousand shows that he's part of uh he. i think i feel like michael strand's on every show am i wrong is he like hey, good I feel morning like america and like show.
0: he's do- yeah, 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 like, yeah yeah like he's he did like
1: this was like a hundred thousand dollar pyramid or something so one of these random game shows like michael strand does every show on the market it's actually crazy but uh he was doing uh he was doing um this show and i was in the audience and i went over to him and i was like hey can i show you a trick and actually uh he's like yeah but let's do it at the break and you'll do it for the entire audience which is which was super cool. So I got to do it on him for the audience and it was just, it went really well. Uh, and this was like five, six years ago and that's pretty cool. I don't have it filmed anywhere. I wish I did, but I don't. Um, and then just stuff like that. I've met celebrities down the road, a lot of TV show actors, a lot of movie movie stars who have showed magic to. Some of it I have videoed, some of it, some of it I have on, on my social media. Some the of The Blacklist is like filmed uh, in
0: your backyard, right? So you probably- Yeah, yeah, I,
1: I met the entire cast of The Blacklist. I, I if For those Blacklist fans, I'm sure we have tons of those on here too. Um, yeah. I met- uh, the entire cast my father's basically magic, the whatever.
0: only one who listens but he's a big magic fan big blacklist fan but yeah so he he covers all of it. <laughs> don't sell yourself
1: short don't sell yourself short i was listening the other day on uh 1.5 speed and i got through it pretty good so right. <laughs> um but um <laughs> but uh yeah no it was it was uh it's it's pretty cool every every little like you see the small victories and then eventually you'll you see the bigger ones so it's kind of cool uh, but yeah, I want to get into that story because I think that's what people are waiting to hear. Um, so I'm curious. I'll go through the whole thing. If you have any specific questions you want to ask, do it now because I'll, I'll I'll just rip through it. If you
0: want, um, I want you to rip through it. I, I don't know how I should set this up. There's no real way to set it up. Like you said, the small victories are huge. Um, you have to also celebrate those small victories and realize that they're a big part of the step. You have to appreciate that. Otherwise, you don't you know you don't feel like taking the steps forward. Um, another thing, and this leads directly into your story that you're about to tell with the baseball players, just unbelievable that, um, you've never been shy. Like the fact that you went over to Michael Strahan and you were like, Hey, I want to do magic for you right now. And he's like, do it in front of everyone. You're like, okay, cool. Let's do this. That plays into it also.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and think, so, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was going to say, like, I think
1: that, that I have this big thing that I kind of live by and that it's a saying, uh, and I don't, this is not my saying, I, I don't even know where I've heard this, uh, uh, but basically um, it's not a saying, it's just that um, it's every, every situation like that uh, is really like a win-win. Like what, ha- let's, let's, let's just look at it from, you know, let's look at both perspectives. Let's say, let's say it works out great. Then you're, you're ecstatic, right? You're happy. You got to give it a shot. Uh, if it doesn't work, then all right you're back to where you were a minute ago and you'll never see those people again. So who cares? You know what I mean? So I think yeah. that like, those are one of those things where in these situations you just got to, you gotta, gotta be able to just say, okay, yeah. You got to just be logical and say, okay, how am I going to feel in 10 minutes when this goes great and just visualize that and say, okay, let's go, you know? And if you don't, all right, you're in the same position. You want to be, then the saying is this, if you don't ask, you don't get, and it's a big rule in my life. If you don't ask, you don't get. If you ask, maybe you'll get it. Maybe you won't, right? Maybe you will. Maybe you won't. If you don't ask, there's, you don't even have that chance of ever getting it. So,
0: uh,
1: and they'll, they'll tell you that, that in sales works. every
0: day. I hear that. I hear that at work every day. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: You don't ask, you don't get, and it's a bit, it's true because I mean, I've, I've been successful in these situations only because I've asked. So, you know, and, and if I hadn't DM'd Trout in the first place after he followed me, which is what I'll get to in a second, who said I would have even done anything that, I, that, that I'm that i going to get into? So, um, yeah, that being said, I'll start from the beginning, basically. Yeah, um, so this is the story of how I basically hung out and perform magic. Uh, and this is not just in a casual. This wasn't in a um, this was more in like a casual setting. So we really did hang out uh, for Mike Trout. Anthony Rizzo, Justin Upton, and Dexter Fowler. Which, I, if you're listening to this, I,
0: God, hope you're a sports fan and you know who those <laughs> players are. Because uh, if you don't, uh, go look them up. All right. <laughs> and, and um, like, baseball's terrible at marketing themselves, but Mike Trout, yeah, you should definitely know that guy. Uh, you obviously. should at
1: least know Trout. You should at least know Trout, and you should at least know uh, Rizzo.
0: Those two. You yeah, Rizzo know. and Fowler won the World Series together. Yep.
1: Well, yeah, yeah Justin Upton, four-time uh, All-Star, so you guys should know him too. Um, so here's the deal. Uh, let's start from the beginning. Um, about, I want to say six, seven months ago, I was uh, on my phone and I see a fellow by the name of Bob Mennery,
0: who some of you probably know, uh, was... A lot of people probably know him more than the people who know who Mike Trout is.
1: <laughs> All right. That's true. That is true. That is true. Well, well I got to get in the voice. I got to get in the voice. For those who don't know Bob Mennery, it's it's like, it's this. It's like, well, Peter first and 10 oh and then no, i'm just gonna leave it at that because i don't want to get into it more
0: but you guys yeah we won't, we won't we won't say on this podcast what he called you for four hours straight because i don't want a big e next to my podcast on uh apple pie
1: uh- <laughs> oh and his head fell off that's the basic that's the famous uh joe flacco clip that he has out there but uh anyway um i want to listen to that back after and see if that was actually a good impression or not but maybe um, the point is this, uh, he was in Stanford, Connecticut. He's usually on the West coast. And uh, I just saw he was in Stanford and I'm not that far away from Stanford. I'm maybe 35, 40 minutes, um, uh, 40, 45 minutes from Stanford, uh, here in Queens. So, uh, I'd, yeah, him, then I'm like, I'm like, Hey Bob. Uh, and I had, it's funny. I, 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 had been on his game show. He did these game shows for a while. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, During COVID, I had yeah. been on his, yeah, I, I was on his COVID game show and I did a trick for him and he loved it and I got hundred bucks. He sent me hundred bucks, which is really nice of him. Um, Yeah. So, um, I DM them. I'm like, Hey magician, uh, let me know if you're down to hang out, whatever, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and he's like, he messed me back basically right away. He's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, of course let's do it. I'm down. I guess he looked at my stuff and he's like, okay, his kid's decent. Um, let's do it. So I was like, all right, cool, cool. So I went down there, I pick him up from his Airbnb. Um, he super nice. We just went out, we went, we went out on the street, uh, just, basically just to mess with people and just to just to have a good time which is what i do anyway which is what i like doing i have a bunch of stuff on youtube and social media where i just go out around the people in the street kind of like a david blaine type you know where he just goes over to people and messes with them uh try to get some good reactions uh yeah so we basically we hung out and he posted me on his tag me in his stories a bunch um and uh he's really funny dude by the way he's crazy um and like in real life even he's just nuts and then um he was a good like he was a good like hype man like he kept hyping me up to everyone he's like yo You got to see this. You got to see this. That was really funny. Uh, But basically um, yeah. So whatever I go home. Cool. It was an awesome experience. I had a good time. Um, And I got a bunch of followers from it because he has 3 million on Instagram and, you know, and uh, I had probably, I think it was about a thousand, maybe 1500. No, I want to say about a thousand, maybe 1200 new followers from Bob, which was cool. Um, I'll be honest. I didn't really look at them because I didn't think that there was gonna be anyone important on there. (laughs) Uh, and they were coming in super quick. So like, I kind of missed all of them. Um, like a day or two later, I'm looking at, I'm looking at the, uh, a day or two later, I'm like looking at my followers and I actually get a DM from a friend of mine. And he's like, do you realize, do you, do you know that Mike Trout's following you? I'm like, no, Um, I look and Mike Trout's following me on Instagram. And he's only following like 600 people and he has like 3 million. And I'm like, okay, that's weird. Uh, All right, cool. And I was like, I was like a little confused. I was like, okay, that's, that's awesome. Like I realized where it probably came from. And I was like, that's, oh, that's awesome. Good stuff. Um, So I kind of, I was like, I was like, I, I, I was super surprised. And I was, I was obviously really happy about that. <laughs> um, And then basically what happened was, uh, fast forward, like another day or two. And by the way, I have a couple other athletes who followed me through that.
0: And you saw that um, he was like looking know. at your stuff though. He was looking at your stories when you, Oh yeah. 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 It Sorry.
1: App. No. So like, it wasn't just a blind follow. Like he was, he looked at my stories. He was looking at my stuff. Like I was like, dude, I was like, I was was like this, is, this yeah. is crazy. Yeah. I'm like, this is crazy. So I realized like a day or two later. And also, yeah, I was just saying before how there's a couple other athletes that followed me from that um, no one obviously as high profile as him, but I got a, I have a player on the Predators who follows me. Uh, I got a couple other athletes and celebrities who follow me. Maybe not A-plus celebrities, but definitely B-plus, A caliber. Um, but yeah, no, so, uh, and then I, I decided, I'm like, you know what? I'm like, why, again, back to what I was saying before, like, you don't ask, you don't get. Like, if I didn't DM him, uh, he could have just followed me and that would have been it. And he would have seen some cool magic and we never would have talked. But I decided, I said, you know what? I'm going to DM him. I'm just going to say, hey, hey, Mike, thanks for the follow. I really appreciate it. If you ever need anything from me, let me know and kind of just put it out there and just say, appreciate the follow. Um, And that's what I did. And I sent him a DM uh, and I'll pull it up here for you now so you can see it for the people that are watching this. Um, If you're listening, uh, I'll just read it out. But for those of you who are watching, uh, I'll show you you can see it as well. Um, Let's pull this up here. Uh, Basically, I wrote, here it is. I wrote gotta scroll up because we've been talking since then. Yeah. Best friends. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 Uh, I wouldn't go that far, but I mean, it's, it's cool. There um, it is. I don't know if it's going to focus in there. I got yeah, this should focus. Actually, let me get this to focus. Here we go. Um, and for those of you who are not listening, let me read that. Oh, there, you oh, go. there we but go. Hey, it says, Hey, I really appreciate the follow. I'm a big fan. If you're ever in need of incredible magic, absolutely feel free uh, to hit me up anytime. So I wrote, reach Reach out out anytime. anytime. Feel free to reach out anytime. Uh, And that was it. And that was the DM. And uh, that was it. And he messaged me back uh, like an hour and a half later. And he goes, dude, love your stuff for sure. We'll let you know some of the stuff is insane. And I lost my mind. And immediately and like, he's so what?
0: casual about it and like just yeah. friendly about it. And I was
1: like, yeah, I'm like, what in the world? So I'm like, "Quit!" I just like, my hands are like shaking. I was like, I was like, thanks so much. Uh, were we together or, or
0: did you call me right after this happened?
1: I think I like, I don't know if I screenshotted it, but I I, I definitely texted you right away. And I was like, yeah. dude, you were going to believe what just happened. And I'm like, thanks so much. Legitimately let me know if you ever want me to come down to perform for you or your family or whoever thinks again. And then that was pretty much it. And, uh, yeah, we didn't speak for like maybe like a month. Um, but he still followed me. Like he's seeing my stories. He's seeing my stuff. Um, and yeah, by the way, just going to put this out there. What a nice dude. What a good dude. Like you don't have to be like, he didn't have to do that. He didn't have to follow me. He didn't have to, he didn't have to engage with me. He didn't have to message me back. He could have just liked my tweet, my uh, DM, and that would have been the end of it. And like, I never would have spoke to him again. Um, but just shows what kind of person he is also and it's athletes
0: in general people. we forget sometimes because they're so famous they're humans like and that's something i try and talk about on the show and sometimes they don't act too nice to other humans because they really are you know above everyone else just with their a-list celebrity but guys like mike trout remind you that oh they're just regular humans and sometimes really good guys so fast forward a couple of months and you go to la so
1: yeah talk so like first of all I can't speak for all athletes, but at least the ones that are in this story are ridiculously awesome. Um, basically, um, just how we, how I got to LA in the first place, um, we were talking a little bit back and forth when the Angels came to New York uh, for the, to play the Yankees. Um, I messaged him. I said, hey, I'm not sure if you're in New York because he was hurt the all year, so I wasn't sure if he was around. He said, no, I'm still in LA, but hit me up when you come to LA, whatever it was. Uh, we talked a little bit more. Long story short, uh, we figured out a good date for me to come. Um I told him, I said, yeah, I'll, you know, this, these dates work for me. Let me know if it's good. He's like, yeah, awesome. Cool. Good. Whatever. Fine. Uh, Also just, I skipped one thing. Um, he said, he's like, yeah, we want to get you in the clubhouse. Um, a bunch of guys want to see some stuff like let's get you in the clubhouse. Fine. Cool. Um, come time for me to go to LA, uh, Delta variant is doing its thing. And, um, and, uh, they, he texted me. He's like, Hey, I'm not sure if it's going to work in the end because, the delta they're not letting anybody in the clubhouse whatever but he's like you know what he's like i'll get you tickets to the game anyway just you know obviously you'll get to enjoy yourself but like i feel bad but like here you go i'll get you tickets so i was like all right cool it is what it is you know at least i'll come at least i'll get to say hi to him at least you know we'll just get to hang out for a minute maybe so i'm like all right it's for sure still worth it of course so went down there um got the tickets uh he sent them to me through the ballpark app uh popped right up on my phone great seats i get there And by the way, um, I don't know if you guys are familiar, but um, I have a YouTube video that's basically this, not the beginning part of the story, but from basically here on in. Yes, Um, definitely check it out. It's YouTube video is incredible.
0: Yeah, and if you're not watching it right now, like if you're listening to this podcast, pause it, go watch the video, come back, listen to the rest of the oh, podcast, 1, or you'll probably go down the YouTube rabbit hole of watching Shlomo Levenger's videos for the next eight hours. So uh, I'll see you in <laughs> hours from now. As you
1: should, as you should. Yeah, no, excuse me. So, so yeah, go watch the video because you'll see exactly what we're talking about. Like, yeah, and I'll, I'll
0: put the sense. link in the description to the podcast. So, all right, yeah, perfect, yeah.
1: perfect. perfect. Um. Yeah. So basically then like he messages me, like, at the gate. I basically actually I DM'd him. I said, Hey, got the tickets. I'm here. I sent him a picture of where I was at. And he's like, he's like, awesome. I'm glad to hear. Um, and then that was it. And he's like, he's like, all right, I'll, I'll come out. I'm going I'm coming out in a sec, whatever. I'm just like because it was right before the game time, it was right before game time. They play the national anthem. Uh he pops his head out of the dugout. <laughs> and he and like, this was the coolest thing for me. Like, this was the cool this is to me like even cooler in a way than like whatever y'all see later on but basically he pops his head out of the dugout he looks around and he's like like he's looking for me he sees me and he like gives like this big and this is in the video you can see this in the video he points at me and gives like this big fist bump like he was so happy to see me it was like it was the funniest he points to, thing to joe he madden like, he's like yo check
0: this guy out that's my guy <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 and then he
1: goes over to joe madden and he's like explaining like who i am like what i'm doing like it was the funniest thing ever i was cracking up and i was like I was like, what in the world is happening right now? This is pretty trippy. But, um, yeah, basically then he messaged me, like during basically not during the game, but like right before the game, he was hurt. So he wasn't playing. So he goes back into the clubhouse, I guess to get his phone. He, he DMs me. He's like, Hey, a uh, couple guys want to see some stuff after the game. You down. I was like, yeah, of course. Right. I brought stuff with me also, by the way, I brought some magic with me. Cause I knew that this might happen. I was hoping. So, Always um, okay. I had my stuff with me. I was ready to roll. Um, I'm like, yeah, for sure. He's like, okay, after the game, just meet me at the player's parking lot. I'll tell you where to go, whatever. We'll, we'll make it happen. So I was like, all right, this, this is awesome. So um, yeah. And then after the game, it was a great game. Nine, eight, I think the angels won nine, eight, it was a Stanton hit a bomb that game. I had a video of it somewhere. Uh, Otani homered, I think it was like right into the first row. Um, There's a lot, a couple other crazy things happened in that game. Rizzo doubled, I think two run double um, a lot of action, uh, but the angels did end up winning uh, and Honestly, I'm a Yankee fan, but I couldn't care less. Like that game was like, really meant nothing to me. I was just like the whole time I'm like thinking in my head, I'm like, I'm like, I, I, I really hope this goes well. Like I didn't know what to expect. Um, Yeah. So went out there and then after the game, we went, uh, we went over there. He pulled up in like a golf cart with like a couple other players. Uh, He led us into the players parking lot and we just hung out there and we, you know, we just, I met him. And uh, first thing I said to him, I was like, dude, you're crazy. <laughs> you could hear it in the video. I'm like, dude, you're crazy. Cause like, in my head, I'm like, you're nuts for just bringing me out here. Like this is, this makes no sense. But um, yeah. And then I basically hung out that we hung out for an hour at this point, by the way, it was our initial crew it was just trout uh, Dexter Fowler and, and uh, Justin Upton. Uh, Rizzo didn't come yet. He came a little bit later on.
0: Um, but yeah, I did well, a he actually of magic played, So you had to like shower and get there from right, the opposing exactly. clubhouse or whatever
1: dude, Dexter Fowler's knee was a mess. Cause like, you see like his knee, like sticking out of his knee. It was like, he comes over to me. He's like, dude, can you, can you
0: magically fix my knee. <laughs> I was like, yeah, sure.
1: As I'm like that, that costs a little bit extra, but uh, I could try to, work. <laughs> I could try to work on it. So um,
0: the video is awesome. You're hanging out with the guys, like you said for an hour and the video is worth every second because people want to see like what these guys are like behind the scenes, but you saw, oh, by the way, Yeah.
1: For those of you who haven't caught on yet, like the video is me doing magic on them for like a good 20 minutes. Like there's 20 minutes of really, really good magic in there on for the players and the reactions are some of the best reactions you'll ever see. So, um, yeah, just putting that out there.
0: But yeah, go ahead. And what I was saying is it really humanizes them and you're hanging out with them. What's that like seeing that side as a huge sports fan? You're someone who all of a sudden you see a different light. The players are hanging out together with each other after the game. They're kind of just like having a good time. You see their personalities shine through that you don't really see on TV. What was that whole thing like for you?
1: Yeah, so um, it was, first of all, just a crazy experience because yeah, like you said, um, it's much more personal and like you're really just hanging out with them and they're just, they're they're like to, to them, I'm like this crazy, like- Right, you know, they're like treating this- you like a superstar. Yeah, like they're treating me like I'm the celebrity and like to to, to me, I'm like, I'm like, I do this every day. Like, you know, like, and so it's the same thing both ways. Like to them, they're like, we play baseball every day and, to, and you're, you know, bringing something different to the table. And to me, it's like, this is my job. And, you know, and I look up to you guys. So um, yeah, you get both, both ends of the spectrum there. But um, yeah, I, I mean, to answer your question, uh, how did I really like tap into the zone of where I wasn't nervous and not like freaking out? I think it's mostly just from my experience performing. Like, I think I kind of just went into performance mode and just went into like what I do on a day to day basis for, you know, for companies and for top level executives and just different. Like, today I did a show for Haynes. And I'm not trying to like pump myself up, but but, like, I did a show for Haynes. Well, Haynes, yeah. And Champion and a couple other just big brands and names and companies and, you know, just, um, And, and I just kind of went into that mode where I, you know, where I'm just a performer and I know my craft and I'm comfortable with it and I know what I'm doing. Plus like the, my personality when I perform is just an amplified version of who I am in real life. So uh, it was just, it was a little, it was a pretty easy transition for me to just be able to just go into that and get comfortable and kind of just pretend like, you know what, I'm at a corporate gig or I'm at a, I'm at an event or I'm doing, you know, some party somewhere. Um, And yeah. And I mean, I'm doing my best stuff. So it's like I'm just making it all, you know, just making it happen. And I think the most important part is this is kind of circling back to what we spoke about in the beginning. Uh, is where even in the video you can see this, like it's not just the tricks, like I'm not just doing tricks on them and they're just blowing their mind. Uh I I, I seem really comfortable in the video, and like I'm um, and I remember it's so funny. It's hard for me to remember in real life, like at the time. I, it's like going back in my head, like remembering it. Um, I'm trying to remember what like ha- like. You look like you're hanging out in a group
0: of friends, like that you've known yeah, your whole life. Yeah, and yeah.
1: I'm trying to remember if I actually felt that comfortable in real life. And I think I did it was just basically because of what I just said. Like I kind of just, I relaxed. Like once, once I did that first trick and got that first reaction, I'm like, all right, we're good. You know, like, I know they like it. We're good. We're good. Uh, so yeah, I mean, yeah, just, just kind of just zoning in there was like the key thing for me.
0: Okay. So a few things you've blown up since then even more than you already have. I'm assuming you're doing all these corporate events. Does it connect? You're a huge sports fan. Does it go back to sports? Is that something like, Oh my God, I tasted a bit of that. I want to get back into that. I know you have some stuff in the works that maybe we can or can't talk about here, but um, let, what's the next step for you? How do you leverage this into, you know, the next step?
1: Yeah. So I think um, first of all, I do have some stuff in the works. I I, I don't want to say anything yet just because I want to, keep people on their toes and just, you know, honestly, yep, yep. I don't have anything. Con- we're
0: not breaking news
1: here. Right, it's, not, it's not concretely lined up yet, but I, I, I spoke to this person today uh, yesterday and we're, 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 we're moving along. So we're going to get something done for sure. Uh, and you guys will see who that is shortly. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I think the way to go from here is just to use it as a stepping stool, a publicity stepping stool and just being able to just, put the videos out there and get let people enjoy it like right now it's exclusively on YouTube like you can't find these videos anywhere else um you know in a week from now uh i'm just going to space i'm just spacing it out just to try to get you know to try to blow up the youtube as much as possible uh but you know in a week from now i'll have a couple clips on instagram i'll have a couple cl- couple stuff on tiktok on linkedin on facebook on wherever everywhere just pop it out there um uh, and just see you know see where what what happens with these videos twitter even like had a couple people retweeted on Twitter that i have never heard of or seen in my life, but did like someone sent me, someone tagged me in a a post with like a screenshot from my video. I'm like, where did you, where did you see that? Like what, you know, it was funny. Like there's this one trick I do where I have them like all like holding hands. It's pretty cool. It's actually pretty funny. So (laughs) if you want to see a really funny trick where Anthony Rizzo, Justin Upton, Dexter Fowler and Mike Trout, Mike freaking Trout are all holding hands, uh, go watch the video anyway uh there's like a picture of like a screenshot from my video and you see like I don't know I think it was like a Powerpuff Girls or something where you see like a picture like a screenshot like a side by side and it's like one is like a cartoon from like one of these tv shows where like they're all holding hands and this one's like these players holding hands and there was like some caption there it was like a meme or something and Someone like made a meme out of my video it was like weird but it was cool because like it shows how it just got around um but yeah I think the next step is just being able to take this and just uh, being able to use it to my advantage and, you know, obviously perform for more athletes uh, and more do more events and use it just kind of in business perspective. I think um, also my goal is not to try to, I'm, I'm as a performer, I'm not trying to do a Vegas show. I'm just not, I know people like magicians that are like, you know, what's the top thing for you? And they go, Oh, to do a show in Vegas. I, I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy. I don't like, I'm not into that. So I think just being able to do bigger and better events and to charge more for my services and being able to, perform on bigger stages that's kind yeah, of Yeah I cool. was going to say so,
0: that you said that. earlier that you you charged like $250 for a thing in New Jersey and what's really impressive yeah. is you haven't raised your prices since then so that's that's uh, what's really impressive <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean it's still two fifty and then a couple of
0: zeros after. Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but you mentioned it because you talked about career goals, and I, that was really the next place I was going to go. Obviously, you talked about the the smaller wins early on. You're having some huge wins, and yet you're still your work ethic. You're 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 sticking to the method. You still have goals in mind that you want to reach. So, you know, hearing someone like you, who's someone, could look at you and say, "Oh, he's made it," and then you know, you still are so young and you have so many places that you're trying to reach. And that's, that's also, you're still committed to the craft and working your butt off like 24 seven. It's just so impressive.
1: Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I think that that's a good message for anybody who, um, at least is starting out or who runs any business or any sort of thing, just, uh, stay consistent. I think consistency is the, uh, consistency is like what keeps you going and what what will eventually get you there. I'll give you a good example, actually. And this is, I don't know if you guys are going to know what I'm talking about. Uh, I don't know if, I don't even know if you're going to know what I'm talking about, Rami, but this is uh, <laughs> on TikTok. There's this kid, uh, I'm not even kidding. There's this kid on TikTok who has, who for 500 days straight, okay? That's over a year, 500 days straight. This kid made a TikTok basically challenging David Dobrik to a tennis match. I don't know if you're familiar with this kid. 500 days, he made a video and these videos are not, don't take two seconds to make. This kid made for 500 days straight he challenged David Dobrik to a tennis match and after 500 days he actually got to play tennis against David Dobrik. Now to me and you I couldn't care less to play tennis against David Dobrik, (laughs) but for this kid, that's what he was. That was his goal. He desperately wanted to play tennis against David Dobrik. And you know what? After consistency, he could have stopped after thirty videos, and this never would have happened. But the fact that he was consistent about it, three hundred kept going, going. and I think it's yeah, yeah. And even if he would have stopped after three hundred, I don't think it would have happened. But the fact that he was consistent with it. Uh, he got there, he got there, he did the video, he filmed it, he played tennis against David Dobrik, I'm sure he had a great time, and now he's using that as a stepping stool, as a springboard to whatever he's going to do next, I'm not sure what it is, but the point is, is that uh, it's just all about consistency, and you know what, his comments for for over a year said, this is never going to happen, stop doing it, stop doing it, stop doing it, he's not going to respond, he's not going to respond, he couldn't care less, uh, I mean, at a certain point, I feel like David Dobrik probably just felt bad, and he's just like, all right,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but... That's what so, Mike Trout did with you. He, he got, was like, oh, I feel bad for this kid. He keeps DMing me every day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. No, that That's the, that's the funny part that like, I, he initiated this, this to begin with. So like, I didn't even, I really like never bothered him. I'm not into that. I like, I feel like, you know, the more like people are like, Oh, like, well, I, you know, like, why don't you text him every day? Like, why don't you just like, but I'm not crazy. Um, Like, you know, I, I'm not going to just, I'm not going to just, Bombard him like that's that's totally opposite of what we're trying to like what what this is all about so what you're trying to
0: accomplish yeah yeah um so like i said we talked about this earlier so i do want to hit on it quickly this is true anywhere but in our community in the jewish community where everyone's so close knit everyone has such similar experiences growing up and the community they try and lift each other but you know, what we've seen is sometimes in the world and sometimes in our community, there's a path that's like, oh, this is your path is what you're supposed to do. And you kind of really went off course. You're like, no, I want to do this. This is something that I think I can make it and is something I can do. And you've seen that not only did the community accept that they've lifted you up. And so that's something I want to talk about that like people have to realize if you want to do something and you're willing to actually put in the work and, and do what we talked about, then like, you don't have to do the, you don't have to go down like the normal path, quote unquote, but you can actually make your own thing and you'll see that people will not only appreciate that, but they'll help lift you up. How have you seen that in your career? and What is your message to people who want to do that?
1: Yeah. So I think that, that, um, I think that it's hard for me to answer that question in a sense of, uh, if depending, I think it's depending on what you're doing. Uh, um, I think that entertainment is the type of thing where where everyone pretty much enjoys it i don't think it's something that um a lot of people don't like so i think that 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 i part of what you're asking me i think is 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 that eventually i got lifted up but i think from the beginning actually uh it i've always been i've always been um encouraged and and i think really positive attitude i had a assistant principal in high school who um my my school had a rule um no playing cards because they didn't want people gambling during school hours and they just didn't want any problems like that so you you weren't allowed to bring playing cards to school uh, which is fair but um for me obviously (laughs) that's where i practice that's that's my that's my uh practice facility right so playground was your playground
0: so to speak (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> exactly. Like my yeah, my my so my assistant principal in high school he used to just come over and he used to be like Shh. like he pull me off the side, be like, show me a trick, show me a trick, <laughs> and like stuff like that. Where yeah, like the school had a rule against it, but he loved seeing magic, so he's like, I need, he's like, show me a trick. And um I think that even when I started out and I was doing magic for people and I was doing you know smaller stuff and you know kind of just trying to grow myself and my brand and my not even a, at that point it wasn't even a brand, but trying to just grow what I was trying to do. Uh, you know, I, I think I was always supported, uh, not just by you know my family, my friends, obviously. Um <laughs> my mother has
0: seen a thousand
1: card tricks. Like <laughs> like <laughs> by the way, she, it never guess she old. knows
0: I see your stuff and I freak out every time. Like I I I, I will she literally does, watch it a thousand times.
1: My, yeah, my mother knows everything. Like uh, she knows it all. My brother as well, like he films for me, he knows it all. So I mean, yeah, my friends, my family, everybody, uh, super supportive, even going back to the beginning. So I think part of that is just that, like that camaraderie. And like I was talking about before, how everyone just feels responsible for one another and just like wants to, wants everyone else to succeed. Uh, also plus the fact that there's not a lot of competition in this field, uh, especially in our community. So, um, you know, people, it's not like people are fighting for me to fail. I don't think that's, I think it's always been more of
0: the opposite. And part of that people not, you know, people want to, wanting to see you succeed is because of your personality. You talked about Mike Trout's humility and how he's maintained, you know, the way he is, like you said, you've, you've blown up and you see people just want you to succeed. People are, are, you know, you've stayed the same, that balancing act that you do, where you're the same guy that I've known since like a couple of years ago, day one, just like you know, when it comes to meeting other people and being just a good person, that balancing act, how how's that Thank been you. for you where you're not like, you know, this is probably mm-hmm. what helps people want to help you out because you, you're you just a good dude. Like, what's that been like, yeah. that balancing act?
1: Uh, it's a really deep question, actually, because um, I think it's just, the question is really, how do you separate who I am as a person and who I am as a performer? Um, and I think that like I kind of said before, like my performance on stage is uh, just an amplified version of who I am in real life. Um, And there is truth to that. At the same time, um, you know, it's still an act. I'm still, it's kind of, you're not acting, but you're just, you're presenting yourself in front of people. And I think that um, when you're, when you're in real life, just like who I am as a person, like we were roommates, uh, I'm not walking around the room all day. Oh, like, here's a trick. Yeah, or, no. Know, like, like, on the other like, hand, I was um, walking
0: around talking to myself about sports constantly. So
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's fair enough. That sometimes making you listen 100%. too,
0: which is crazy. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, listen, we did plenty of podcasts that just weren't recorded. That's. <laughs> it's funny because we have the same
0: four sports teams. Where, like, mo- you know, I don't know a lot of people who are true. Knicks, Giant, Knicks, Jets, Rangers, and Yankee fans. It's kind of a weird combination.
1: Yeah. Yeah no i i i i'm aware and uh, uh i don't even get the, my my number one team like a fandom is the jets i don't even want to i don't even want to start with the jets because they every year just seem to hit a new low like you know what i mean but, yeah, like well we went you to you can't get like you can't get worse than adam gates like in my mind you can't get worse than adam gates but to be honest where they are at right now uh <laughs> This might be worse. Listen, you want to
0: talk sports? We could go for another two hours talking about the Jets. I think oh, they have, sure. uh, a, a, you know, their, their draft class from this year is really good. I'll say that. Whether they hit on Wilson or not, their draft class is really good. So yeah, that, Elijah that's Moore's positive.
1: A good pick. Elijah, Elijah Moore,
0: both great. Michael Carters, um, uh, Vera Tucker. It's a good draft.
1: Yeah, yeah, solid. And and I just – but the thing is with the Jets is just that they continue to disappoint year in, year out. Um they always they always playing Proud season ticket holder right here by the way there's something i don't care what people say there's something up with the uh with the um with the metlife turf like the amount of giants and jets players they get hurt year in year out consistently that's a real problem and i think yeah we saw I it think, with san francisco complaining about it last year yeah are they are they making that change in them because i think they should because i, 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 I like I th- honestly
0: I- I read something about that where they were going to change the grass. I thought they did it before this season, but it doesn't make sense. There have been so many injuries. No, oh, they didn't. They didn't. Yeah.
1: They didn't. I think they're doing it maybe next year or the year after. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the Jets don't even get me started with that. And then, obviously, I think – I'm not sure, to be honest. My next team, I, I'm not sure if it's the Knicks or the Yankees. Um, I, I don't know which one I'm a bigger fan of. I think it's both kind of equal. Um, I absolutely love the Yankees when they're playing well, and I absolutely love the Knicks. So,
0: it's like – I'm not sure which one. It's more rare that the Knicks uh, are playing well, so it's probably more exciting. Yeah,
1: I mean, last season, last season was one of my favorite uh, sports fan seasons ever. So I don't care that they went to the play. Like I don't care that they lost in the first round. Like I don't care. It was to me that season was just magical to watch no point and by the contrast the knicks
0: lost in the first the yankees sorry lost in the first round of the playoffs and it was a miserable season <laughs> like
1: yeah that's true that's yeah. true but we, have, we always have higher expectations for the yankees no question yeah um but the thing is yeah i mean i'll be honest everyone everyone and this is kind of more like current sports related but everyone and all these talk shows oh the yankees the Yankees, uh, what are they doing? They're not doing anything. And I, I saw you tweeting about this also. I'm just gonna come out straight and argue with you. I don't think I don't think they have a problem. I, I don't. I and they we went through this last year with LeMayu, uh DJ Lemayu. Oh, well, you're not signing Lemayu, you're not signing Lemayu. Everyone's crying, everyone's complaining, and then they end up getting the deal done. The Yankees are that team that just are gonna they'll make it happen. I don't care what what people people like to complain. That's the bottom line. And yeah, I think I'll, be- I'll argue
0: one thing about that that we saw in two thousand and like eight or whenever two thousand seven when the boss was, I think it was two thousand six or seven, when the boss was alive, he spent over two hundred million dollars. The payroll's gone up by I think ten million dollars since then and their revenue that the team has brought in has gone has more than doubled. It's gone from like two hundred and eighty million dollars to six hundred something million dollars per year. So To say that, they're obviously not spending to their capabilities. Now, do I think they have a good enough roster to compete? Yes. Do the players need to be better at the end of the day? It falls on them. It falls on the people. And, you know, that includes the manager, Aaron Boone, performing? Yes. But... Um, I do also think that, in con- you know, in contrast to what they've done in the past, what we've seen, where look what the Dodgers did last year, where it's like, hey, we're really good, we want to get even better. Let's go get trade for Max Scherzer and Trey Turner in the middle of the year. Let's sign Trevor Bauer, even though that didn't work out.
1: Yeah, but they don't also don't have they also don't have Gary Sanchez and Gleyber Torres in the middle of the lineup, which. Oh my God! Don't even, like those guys, th- those two, those two, just, just.
0: End it. I know, just so end don't me. you think George would have gotten rid of them, kicked them to the curb too? Oh, oh no,
1: absolutely! I don't yes. know what they're so hung up on. What those two, Torres and stanches are a disaster. I don't want to hear this. Oh, he's better at second. The guy can't hit. He's, he's and who knows know what, what, by the way. Yeah, I have a real theory. I have a real theory, and, and I, maybe I'm crazy for saying this. I think that uh, the ball thing is a real thing. Like, and I think that the MLB actually puts the good balls in for certain games like look at the cornfield like the the, the what do you call it game the Yankees yeah the yeah
0: feel the dream 100 like,
1: dude those balls were flying out of there for some reason uh and everyone was able to hit all of a sudden so i think baseball kind of has their figure yeah, I, the i've had
0: it also. with um i've had it with all the scandals in baseball it, it drives me insane as it should if you're a sports <laughs> yeah what, what's
1: with baseball what's with that like going back to the astros and like even the angels with power skaggs and like just all these weird stuff that happens in baseball the baseballs and the the, the mud and the this and the that and There's now the so union and and
0: and, and the players the players and the owners can't get along it's ridiculous yes don't don't oh, even what's
1: with this um these profile pictures what's the, I, don't, I don't get it like it's just saying that we're not players anymore like what's the no, deal baseball
0: that? took down all players from their website when the lockout started they scrubbed their whole website with they took down all current players all current so videos all current like, so the players are making a joke out of it and they're like ha 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 look we're we're now just faces um but like it's so stupid because the players are in the wrong on this and that's an unpopular opinion but um you'll have to go read what I, I, i'm writing some stuff now for league of justice uh amy dash's site so you'll go see what it's what i said
1: yeah there. no i think that i was talking to my dad about this like what like i don't get why like the bit like mlb makes so little money and the players makes sh- have such big contracts and they're the ones complaining it makes no sense to me like the, the, where where the MLB and the owners get the kind of money that they're spending on players is, is beyond yeah, and, like, and, I think
0: Yeah, and I it's just because back. their union is the strongest union and it's been that way and I don't know it's it, it, baseball I think, may never I come think back owners
1: I think owners that spend that spend, that spend that have multi multi you know multi hundred billion contracts. I think that they're losing money. Like, I don't think Steve Cohen's making money on the Mets. Like, I don't care what you say. Like, he's not making any money on SNY. He's not making money on on the team, on ticket sales, on pretzel sales, or whatever the heck they sell over there.
0: Hey, they sell a lot of stuff. You'd be surprised what the, the revenue is.
1: The, the, like, the ice cream helmet. Like, I don't care what they sell there. Uh, there's no way Steve Cohen is making that seeing much. Seeing it a little like, bit yeah, he's from the- a ridiculous amount.
0: Seeing it a little bit from the other side, the revenue is abnormal. I mean, what some of these advertisers pay, what some of the the revenue they bring in. You have to remember, it's eighty one home games for each team, also, and the revenue that comes in each game. I think the revenue is crazy, and that the TV deals are yeah. But are ticket insane. sales are down.
1: Ticket sales are down. TV ratings yep. are horrible. They're, yep. they're barely getting. They're barely scratching a hundred thousand views on some on some of these even in market games. Like like no one's no one's watching these games. Like you get you're getting, you're getting maybe, I don't know the numbers. I don't know the ratings, but I know that it's low and I know it's really low. And like, you're getting, you're getting literal YouTubers to get more views in 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 the three hour time span that they post their video uh, in the first three hours of the video than you're getting uh, on probably half the baseball games that are on TV at the same time. So like, uh, like it, it, it's ridiculous. Like, I don't think, yeah, I don't think, I think baseball has a lot of fixing to do. And one big thing for me that I, that I think baseball has the biggest problem with is obviously their marketing. Um, They've been actually pretty active on TikTok, which I think is kind of cool. I think that's something that's been good for them and big for them, but their marketing is horrible. They don't market their big players. Well, like look at trout, like the guy, the guy is awesome. And I don't think he even wants it, but to be fair, like the MLB should have someone on him all at all times. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. The
0: marketing's awful. And yeah, they, they, I, I both sides are so tone deaf to the fans. Both the players and the owners are so tone deaf. Like, listen, baseball uh, should pick
1: up my video and put it on their website. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I, listen, if they're
0: looking for a uh, marketing consultant, I'm right here. I'm ready to go. We'll do it. We'll step in there tomorrow and just help them Dude. out. Meanwhile, but thank you for doing this because I uh, I just checked. My Rangers gave a, they were up two one when I started the pot, when we started talking, and now they gave up uh, five straight goals. They're down six two. So they've been well, hot I'm recently. Such
1: a- what? I'm obviously, really, I'm obviously a really good, uh, I'm really good luck for you. Uh yeah, your timing's
0: playing. perfect. I, I'm glad I didn't have to watch that. They have well, it off- happens
1: to be. It happens. To be, I did watch my first Rangers game yesterday, and that's my fourth team of the Rangers. Which, to be fair, I'm a, I'm a playoff Ranger. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I'm not a big hockey guy. Hopefully, you'll but, have a uh, lot to root for like this year. Say, no one cares about a hockey, Boomer. Like, <laughs> seriously, it's, it's, it's fourth, it's fourth, it's fourth uh, on my list, and I'm probably on a lot of other people's list as well. Uh, it's either first or fourth, you know what I mean? Hockey is that sport. It's either first or fourth. Um, so for me, it's fourth. And uh, I watched my first Ranger game last night. Cause I was like, I got to see what this hype is about. Uh, and they look really good. They look really good. I had a fun time watching the game.
0: So, yeah. Well not um, tonight. They have their uh, fourth string goalie. in, And it's and not it happens
1: well. to the best of us, you know, yep. you know, by the way, you remember when we went to, um to, we went to uh, Hartford to watch Georgiev?
0: We saw Georgiev and, and and give up Rangers. like eight goals. In, it in, gave up in
1: like seven or eight goals in a minor league hockey game. The yep. guy's a disaster. Get him, Gary Sanchez, and Blaber. But you know him. what?
0: Two, Two weeks later, I saw him play against um, Toronto at the Garden, and he had 50 saves in that game against like John Tavares and Austin Matthews and and all those guys. I was like, what the hell is going yeah, on? I don't with think this anyone clown? thinks
1: he's actually good. Yeah. yeah, I don't think anyone thinks he's actually good. By the way, in that game, I don't know if you remember this, but I did some magic on the jumbotron. That was also just like, oh, that was, was yeah, like, hey.
0: that was fun. Yeah. I was like, yep.
1: I was like, hey, put me on the jumbotron. He's like, all right. There was like 30 people in the building.
0: I DM'd um, Lundquist. I was like, "Hey Hank, can you uh, start tonight? We might need you." (laughs) I DM'd him. Yeah,
1: definitely. Like, dude, I could have strapped up and gone in there and probably did a better job. Like, that was that was that was disastrous. Um, The funniest part. The funniest part of that was just that. Like, I was just like, this guy is like the Rangers' goal. Like,
0: he's their backup. Yeah, we went during the All Star break, so they had a lot of guys down there. They had like seven or eight guys from the. uh, That's why. Yeah, there was a lot of
1: players that they had at the time. By the way, you see that goal yesterday,
0: Sonny Milano? Oh, that was holy nuts. cow! All-oop. Dude, so funny
1: story about Sonny Milano. Sonny Milano, um, he's from Long Island. Um, he's uh, he's a good friend. I have a I have a rabbi whose kids are uh, ridiculously good hockey players, top hockey players in their conference, mm-hmm. in their age group, in their age bracket. Um, these kids like ridiculously good, um, and he like trained them for for like I think a year in. Um, in port Washington, uh, long Island. So long Island is
0: um, literally just breeds professional athletes, especially hockey players. Adam Fox.
1: So I texted him, I texted my rabbi this video of this goal and he was loving it. Cause I remember when I was actually studying in Israel in Yeshiva there. Um, I remember like when he got drafted by the blue jackets, I remember like honestly keeping up with the blue jackets just because Sonny Milano was on their team. I used to watch all their highlights. And that's by the way. By the way, that's when I realized, like, I noticed Panarin because I don't think anyone watched Blue Jacket games, but I was watching these Blue Jacket highlights every night. I watched Blue Jacket highlights every night for a year in Israel, and because I didn't, had nothing else to do. And I was watching, uh, I was watching Artemi Panarin. I'm like, who Yeshiva is likely, this guy? And gentlemen. This, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I'm who kidding. is this guy? This guy is a stud. I'm like, this guy is an absolute stud. And lo and behold, Artemi Panarin, top five player in the league. So.
0: Yeah. And, um, it's so cool. Jews are great at hockey for some reason. I know my, a, a guy, my wife grew up with also, he just got drafted by uh the Calgary flames a couple years ago. He's playing at Michigan state now. So hopefully we'll see, um, you know, what he can do, but, um, yeah, take a quick picture. Let's do that. <laughs> um, but plug what you got to plug. Um, and yeah, plug what you got to plug and let's uh, get out of here. Cause I feel like I've held you for long enough. So, um, yeah,
1: let's do this. Um, I'm going to show you a trick. All right. Can you do a trick?
0: Oh, for sure. All right. So I'm going to do a visual one. Better than the, a plug uh, is something that the, the, the audience could actually hear and attach themselves to.
1: Yeah. So I'm going to do, I'm going to do two things. I'm going to do something quickly, just visuals that the people that are watching this visually can see something kind of cool uh, and something new I've been working on. And then I'll do something audio related as well uh, as it. my camera battery is about to die. So I'm going to switch this battery out. Just give me a sec. Uh, We'll do this for the listening audience, actually. First of all, just for the visual audience. What is this? That is the uh, Six of Diamonds. Mm -hmm. Watch the six. Hey, never mind. Banish. They're gone. Yeah. (laughs) Here, we'll do this, though. We'll do this. Uh, I'll be fair about this. Let me move my mic out of the way so you can actually see this. Uh, But here we go. Uh, Decker cards, do me a favor. Um, I'm going to make a prediction right now. All right, so I got an envelope here with a prediction. I wrote something down before we got here uh, of a card that I think you're going to stop at. Deck of cards. I'm going to give these a shuffle uh, just before we do anything. So we'll do one of these. We'll do one of these. Nice. We'll do We'll do one more. I'm going to deal through the cards like this. Uh, we have not set this up, by the way, just to be fair. I don't know for any of you listening or watching. Uh, I'm going to deal through the cards like this. And this will be perfect for your social media, by the way. So feel free uh i'm gonna deal for the cards like this you're gonna call it stop whenever you want but do me a favor really stop when you want to stop okay that's that's all i'm yeah. gonna say all right stop right no, here. No,
0: stop stop no go, take two cards back
1: two cards back all right one yeah. two there yeah yeah there you go but with that all right i'm gonna put the rest of these cards away we don't need those anymore but here's the deal um I had this prediction from before we started of what card you were stop at. Now, if you were here, I would let you open up that prediction and, and actually like tear it open and go through and take out well, what's inside. A
0: real magician would be able to send it through the screen, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll just do this. I'll, I'll pull out the piece of paper. I'll be super fair about this. There's a piece of paper that's been in this envelope from the beginning that's been sitting on the side. That says, what does that say?
0: Nine of diamonds.
1: Nine, nine of diamonds. If the card that you stopped at here is the nine of diamonds, that's a miracle. Can we agree on that?
0: Yeah, it's like the 12th night of Hanukkah already.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is the 12th night
0: miracle. It's not good. Be it. Oh, exactly no. That's it. The oh, there we go.
1: <laughs> Where you stopped.
0: Another all Hanukkah listeners. miracle. Uh, and by the way, the you is going to have to petition a new Yeah, no, I
1: I see that these parts are all different, so you could have said stop anywhere. You decided to say stop there. Bam! There you go. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Uh, Thank you so
0: much. Um, again, go follow Shlomo social media, subscribe to his YouTube channel, subscribe, subscribe, like, and subscribe.
1: Go watch the trial video, it's ridiculous and awesome and amazing.
0: Yeah, check out Twitter, Instagram, everywhere. Hire him for your next event. Like we said, it's only two hundred on all yeah. platforms. At 11, on
1: all platforms.
0: And I'll link everything so in the description. Um, thank you so much for doing this. And hey, maybe we'll get uh, some more sports stuff out there. And not maybe I'll come along for the next one and have them sit down and do an okay. interview afterwards.
1: <laughs> for sure. For sure. All right. All right.
0: Maybe thank you so touch. much. Have a good Thanks one. Yeah. On. Thank you guys for watching.
2: I got the magic in me Every time I touch that track it turns into gold Everybody knows I got the magic in me When I hit the floor the girls come snapping at me now everybody wants a blast of magic, magic Magic, magic, magic Magic, magic, magic Oh, ooh. I got magic in
3: me it let the temple blow your mind Pick a verse, any verse I hypnotize you in every line I need a volunteer How about you with the eyes? Come on down to the front Stand right here and don't be shy I have you time traveling Have your mind babbling People trying to inherit the skills So they asking it Even David Blaine had to go and take some classes in I see mine
2: Magic, magic, magic Ooh, the magic in the we'll take a
3: journey into my mind and you'll see why it's been in my rhyme Stay on the road, so I call my mama when I got time I hit the stage, go insane, then jump into that crowd See, see when I ride my flow, wanna beat like blah, 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 blah. See, I deceive you with my intergalactic ether I sing just like Aretha, so respect me like I'm Caesar I kick it like Adidas It's a spectacular show, cause my heart pumps diesel So whatever you saying, it don't entertain my ego I do this every day,
2: Hocus Pocus is my c I got the magic in me Every time I touch that track, it turns into gold gold. Everybody knows I got the magic in me When I hit the floor, the girls come snapping at me So magic magic magic, wa- magic, 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 magic.